Welcome to Meet the Actor at the Apple Store Soho in New York. Please welcome this evening's moderator from Wired, Jason Tanz. Thank you. Um, what a thrill and a privilege it is to be here tonight. Um, I don't know, did, how many people here saw the leaked season two premiere online? Yeah. So if you didn't, uh, it's going to be on tonight at 10, 9 central. Um, if any of you are flying to the central time zone, um, on USA, uh, Mr. Robot season two, I think expectations are extremely high. You know, it sort of snuck onto the radar last year. Um, I think I caught up with it around episode three, but now I feel like everyone is uh, champing at the bit to see uh, what comes this season. And we're very fortunate to be joined by someone who knows where it's going this season. Um, the guy who holds it all together. He's a Golden Globe nominee, Critics' Choice winner. Tomorrow, they're announcing the Emmys. Perhaps, uh, you know, a lot of people are mentioning his name around that. And he was recently named Vulture's best actor on TV. I just want to um, quote something from this, from this Vulture piece. It says, uh, his performance is, quote, more original and important than any other on American TV right now. It is both a work of art and a statement. For a certain swath of alienated viewers, particularly younger ones, Malik could eventually be uh, could eventually prove as important an identification figure as Mr. Spock, Bruce Lee, or Tony Montana. He's not merely an actor playing a role, he's a poster on the bedroom wall, a face that speaks to a specific human condition and says, you are understood. Uh, let's uh, take a look at a clip we have for the, uh, for the second season here. Remember the night of the hack? Remember what happened to you? All I remember is I woke up three days later. And what happened in those three days? There hasn't been anything like this in the past. This is going to be affecting our economy in ways that are extraordinarily significant. The FBI announced today that Tyrell Welling and F Society engaged in this attack. Now we're changing up the guard has begun. People everywhere came to support us. And right now, they need to know we haven't given up, that we meant what we said about changing the world. Round and round we go. You not knowing what you did or didn't do, our infinite loop of insanity. I will follow my dreams no matter what. I'm sorry, my dear. This is all in your head. <laughs> There's no order. There's no power. There's more work to be done. Our revolution needs a leader. Please join me in welcoming Rami Malek. Uh, well, thank you for joining us. I know tonight is a big night for you, um, so we're very grateful that you're, you're spending time with us. Oh, no. I mean, it's all about the fans, right? Absolutely. Yeah. By the way, my publicist slept with that reporter from Vulture. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, why don't you start off? I'm sure everyone remembers, but just to refresh our memory, uh, get us up to speed with where we last left Elliot Alderson and where, oh, you know, we're, that we're picking it up, and how is he different 
than he was at the end of the last season. Um, where did we leave him? I think he was uh, setting off to try to save the world and f kind of failing miserably at it. Uh, <laughs> this year, uh, you know, obviously there was that massive reveal about what's uh, going on in his brain. And, you know, at the beginning of this season, you know, he's dealing with uh, the realization and coming to terms with, uh, you know, having uh, Mr. Robot be this actual existence in his mindset so uh you know he's he's starting off in a, a very uh dire mental place and um just trying to figure it out you know that that's a, a very difficult place to be when you have to to figure out that you have a mental issue that's so severe and uh, a lot comes with that so uh you know that's that's where we begin with this guy. So, you know, if you want to up the stakes, that's not a, a bad place to start. Yeah, I mean, so, so talk about the challenge of playing that. You know, you're, you're, it seems like it's almost playing a completely different character, someone who knows he has a mental illness as opposed to last season when, you know, you, you were oblivious to that fact. Yeah, I mean, yeah, last year I just thought that this guy was some random anarchist, Mr. Robot, played by Christian Slater. I... Um, I've sought, you know, sought him out, I guess, as, as well, he sought me out in order to, to um, help, uh, you know, go through this plan to, to, you know, destroy financial debt as we know it. And uh, it seemed like a, a pretty honorable but massive uh, undertaking. And this year, you know, when you discover that you have a mental illness of that state, it's... Uh, it's very debilitating. He's he's just trying to figure out where his where his head is, and uh, it's a place that um, you know he starts in in denial and finally kind of accepting it, and then dealing with it, and he sets off um, with a plan uh, as to how he's going to eradicate Mr. Robot from his brain, which. You can imagine how that's going to go. I'm going to guess, like everything else on the show, really, really well. Yeah, right. <laughs> you, you told a story um, to Variety about, maybe you told it elsewhere as well, about um, you know, when, when Sam was preparing you to come back, he called you and said, you know, if, I do any, if, if I'm asking you to do anything that's too uncomfortable, you know, let me know. Yeah. So talk, talk about that a little bit. Well, and then I yeah, sorry. Did, did you have to... Did I? Yeah. I mean, I'm all, we're almost done with the second season. I think we have about a week left. And I got to say, it's, it's really special. It's uh, just as good, uh, you know, if not more powerful than the first season. So uh, very proud of that. But Sam, yeah, at the end of the first season when he was writing the second season, he comes up to me. He's, gonna, he's like, I'm going to really challenge you uh in in ways that you weren't in the first season i'm like what do you mean you <laughs> you put me through everything possible on that first season and by the time you know after the first week i realized it was going to be different for him and yeah there were there were some takes this season that i had to pull myself out of and you know as an actor when you have to call cut you know you're in a pretty bad place so you've been shooting the season you're in your last week which means you've been living in Elliot's head, or vice versa, I guess, for, for how, many, how many months has, have you been shooting? Um, what, four months maybe now? Yeah. Four months. So what, um, uh, yeah, you, it's a really... How are you doing? 
<laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that 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 mindset that he's in is it's it's a wild place to live. And you know what the thing is, people actually live like that. So uh, I figure if people have to endure it in, in the real world, then you know I can do it as an actor portraying this guy and. You know, I learn a lot from Elliot. Uh, you know, just going through what he he has to to, to live in um, that 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 complicated universe that is his life. It kind of it just humbles me as a human being because, uh, you know, here's a guy who is you know he's dealing with so much grief. He's got a really rough life. He's socially anxious. He's got a mental illness, and he's still trying to save the world. And so. I, you know, I look at him and and this quality of man. I mean, that's something you know to that I want to live up to. I mean, I don't want to do all the crazy nutty things he does, but he's pretty spectacular in a way. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of controversy uh, around whether the show kind of endorses his political project. Yeah. Um, and it it seems like so. What I, I guess I would ask, how does it, maybe at the beginning of season two? How does Elliot feel about that? And I would also ask how you feel about that. About about his political views or the the, the yeah, actions? Yeah, I mean, what did did were, right? Were his actions heroic? Um, <laughs> no. Well, look, it's not like you know, it's not the typical superhero you know vibe you get from a Marvel movie per se. I mean, he goes about things in in some pretty confounding ways, and he does. He does some irrational things, some some pretty dicey things, and uh, yeah, he's not he's not the purest human being in the world, but he does have a very strong moral center, and I think given the circumstances that he lives in with all of his issues, the fact that he still does want to take care of his his family and or, or the people he's really close to and achieve some type of human connection and on a larger scale. Uh, make the world better for you know many many people out there. Yeah, there is something heroic about that, and I think you know we look at this this word of hero and think that everything is so pure and altruistic and perfect. It's not, and I think that's why a lot of people really connect with this guy is because you can do heroic things and still have your own misgivings. And I know his are his can be really really bad awful things, but. You know, there there is a quality of uh, heroism in him that I think people have connected to. Yeah, do do um, you know, th th going back to that Vulture quote, you know, about this sort of iconic character that that feels like you know, watching him, a certain viewer will feel like you understand me. Um, what what kind of interactions do you have with fans around that? You know, that must be, I can imagine people forming a really intense response to, to that character. Well, I always wonder, like, if people see me on the street, are they going to just see Elliot? And in that case, would you be nervous about going up to Elliot? Because I would. So when people come straight up and, and you know, are in my face, I'm like, wow. The, the, I mean, the fact that it's had this kind of connection with people through the screen is, I mean, it's more rewarding than anything else. The fan base is, I mean, look at this. Uh, this is pretty, pretty rad. Yeah. I, he speaks to all of us. And I think, you know, I have the luxury and, you know, the, the true honor of getting to play this guy that, 
you know, has had this massive effect on our culture. And it's, you know, it's just something I'm proud of. So anytime you see me on the street, I'll say hi. <laughs> there you go. Um, so how do you, do you, is there, what do you go through to prepare, you know, maybe before the season starts or something? Do, do you do, you know, do you read? Do you, are you method? Like what, what, how do you get into, how do you get into character? I did so much work going into the first season. I mean, I looked at, I, I, I worked with a psychologist to get into what was going on with him in his headspace, uh, talked about social anxiety, talked about different mental illnesses. I've watched every documentary on hacking. I even got a typing tutor to help me type quicker. It didn't work out so well. <laughs> But um, I did as much homework as I could because reading him on the page, I was like, oh, this is a great role. Like, I cannot mess this up. So I just wanted to do everything I possibly could. And for me, that's research and like going away and being alone and just, you know, that the kind of loneliness that he inhabits. I just, you know, I wanted to have a semblance of that. So just spent a lot of time alone and, you know, with my own thoughts and emotions. And when we got done with the first season, I was like, I should know this guy by now. And I thought I did. And when I started receiving scripts for the second season, I was like, man, you got to do just as much homework because it's, you know, after having a revelation like that, um, that you have this alter ego living with you, it's a different Elliot. So um, I hope people will see the nuances of that. But if they don't, just go back and watch season one. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like we have a, a clip uh, for for the a sort of a teaser for uh, the new season two. Why don't, we, why don't we take a look at that real quick? Hello again. Yes, I'm talking to you this time. When you look closely at the seams between order and chaos, do you see the same things I see? The glimpses of truth hidden underneath. Maybe we're all just stumbling from the right questions to the wrong answers. And the right answers to the wrong questions. Typical. Typical Elliot. <laughs> oh, Elliot. Oh, Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> I know, um, or I, I think I read that, that uh, you had sort of on-site, you know, hacking consultants to make sure that it all, were they, did they coach you on your performance? Like, you're, like Elliot wouldn't, wouldn't do that? No, I'd kill them. If <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I leave all the technical stuff to them. I mean, they walk me through all their stuff. It's so important to Sam Esmail, our brilliant creator, writer, and director of the show, that we get everything right. And, you know, on all the screens, anything we do is practical. So if you see the hack, it's, you know, it's a hack that would work. So I get, you know, hours of walkthrough before we shoot it. And to me, it's sometimes very tedious and, uh, you know, beyond me at times. But once you start to figure it out, it becomes cool. Uh, so I've had this new appreciation for what guys like and girls like Elliot can do. Can you do some of that stuff now? Like, have you picked any of it up? A Are you little. doing it now? Am I doing it now? Yeah. I've just look at the... No. Um, <laughs> I was, what if your pictures just popped up <laughs> off your phone? No, look behind you right now. <laughs> 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 
Um, I'm not that good. No, I wish I was. That'd be a good like uh, party trick, right? <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a great party. Um, yeah. uh, so talk a little bit about your uh, relationship with Christian Slater. You know, he he obviously kind of came of age playing kind of a similar group of characters, right? Kind of antisocial and yeah. edgy and revolutionary and all that stuff. Um, did he? Did he give you any advice in terms of how to play this kind of this kind of guy? No, uh, no, he didn't. Um, I gave him a lot of advice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you know when I met Christian, we were uh, just uh, they told me we we found a mystery. I was I was trying on the hoodie for uh, Elliot in a in a costume fitting in a wardrobe fitting, and they had all the Mr. Robot. Uh, clothes up on the side and usually when they pull that that means they have the actor figured out so I just started asking questions and interrogating our costume designer until she told me it was Christian I was like oh wow that's amazing I'm, you know who doesn't love his movies and uh, I sat down with him and I was like I was a little trepidatious I'm like am I gonna get a egotistical actor who's had you know a pretty iconic career and he was nice. He was too nice. So then I got skeptical of that. I was like, <laughs> I mean, there's a little something weird about that, right? You start questioning too nice all the time. Right. Um, but, you know, we, we shot that Ferris wheel scene the first, uh, after, like, the day after I met him. And he had just got hired. And we just, you know, we were on that Ferris wheel and, and we got to know each other. And I was like, oh, this is going to be good. Because not only was he acting up a storm, but in between takes, he was just down to earth and cool and yeah, he's given me a lot of advice and, and just been extraordinary through shooting. You know, I always look forward to a scene with Christian. Yeah, did you grow up watching like Heathers and oh, yeah. Up Up the Volume? And oh all yeah, stuff? all those movies. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and, then, and then, you know, True Romance is one of my favorite sure. movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to see him and Patricia Arquette and a bunch of the actors from that movie do a live reading in LA, which was, it was epic. That's great. Um, and you guys seen True Romance? We should all watch it again tonight. <laughs> after, after the show. Or, the two hour, like, or before the show. Before the show. You better start now. I guess so. Yeah. Um, the show's on tonight? <laughs> Seriously? It's this hot new show. I don't know if you've heard about it. Um, and, and Sam is doing, like, he's directing every episode. Yeah, Sam... Like took this Herculean task uh, undertaking of directing everything. I mean, he wrote so many of these episodes, and you know, the only way the studio was going to let him direct everything was that they wanted, I think, eight scripts ahead of shooting, and that's a feat in and of itself. I mean, who's going to write eight scripts over the course of a summer or a winter, whatever he had? And he did it. I think he gave them ten scripts. And working with Sam has been... Uh, a true blessing because as an actor, when you have someone, um, you know, who knows the story as well as he does, that gives you, you know, a certain trust when, you know, you're playing a character like Elliot, I, I want to take some big risks. And to do that with a director who's just coming in on a weekly basis is, you know, it, it just doesn't give you the liberty to do what you, you know, might be able to do with someone who knows the story as well as he does. And, you know, knows uh, the, the complete trajectory of this character. So that's been a blessing. Um, 
I get to play Elliot, and you know, uh, a lot of people get to see you know this this really cool character that uh, has engaged a lot of people. But wouldn't be here without him. Yeah, and you're shooting it. I think I read somewhere that you're shooting it sort of out of order this year in a different yeah. way than you did last. So year. we've shot all of these 10 episodes like a film and in a film you shoot out of sequence so on the first day you could wind up shooting the last scene in a movie so within the first week of shooting the second season uh i shot a really emotional scene from the ninth episode and i was like i can't believe you're doing this to me right now i don't know where he's gonna be by episode nine if you told me in the first season like where elliot would be in episode nine i'd be like i have no, no fucking clue <laughs> Um, so yeah, that, that was tricky and that's where, you know, it comes, it comes in that you have a guy like Sam who knows it so well and you can trust him, you know, but that just makes all of us do the homework that we needed to do, uh, to be able to be prepared enough to, to fulfill that. You know, you gotta, if you know, you're going to be shooting episode nine or 10 within the first week, it makes you work that much harder to, to figure out where your character's going. And do you have to prepare yourself physically in any way? I, you know, is there any, you know, you've, he's, he's, you know, he's got a haunted look to him. Is that something that your body has to adjust to in any way? Yeah, sadly it is. I mean, when did he eat in the first season? I think he ate McDonald's fries in the pilot. And then I told Sam, I was like, dude, you got to show this guy eating something <laughs> at some point. Uh, it's just natural that people eat food, even Elliot eats food, right? I mean, he has to survive. But Sam told me early on, when before we shot the pilot, uh, he's like, you know, people who do a lot of morphine or drugs, they don't eat much. And I'm like, oh, God, where's this leading? And he, <laughs> he's like, so you need to slim down a little bit. And I was like, pretty thin already. And so I was like, more? And he's like, yeah, a little bit more. And so, yeah, I just keep on a pretty boring diet for the most part it sucks but <laughs> but it's good i mean when you see a guy who looks like hollow on screen like that it adds something it's less acting i have to do uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, really it is yeah right because you're just sort of naturally angry also i would say. yeah <laughs> yeah and you look empty because you are you're empty sad terrible all right this is this is great i, I want to so the show a lot of people have 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 commented on it. it sort of tends to predict and reflect events in the real world in this kind of uncanny way i think we've all sort of had moments where we've read the news and been like didn't i see that so i mean have you had those moments where you look around and you're like oh this is a mr robot moment right here i only get my news from mr robot <laughs> <now>. <laughs> <laughs> Is that all you're giving me? Take That's it? Okay. I can, I can move on. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. It's sad because, it, you know, at one point we're like, man, this is amazing. We're predicting the future, but the future is so dire. And it's always like a really nasty situation or, you know, the, some of that. You know, uh, when we shot the pilot, there was that Michael Hansen scene in the beginning. And I came up to him and I called him out for, you know, cheating on his wife with my therapist, Krista. And uh, I remember listing a bunch of names of girls he's, you know, cheated on her with. And I said, Ashley Madison, you know, you slept with this girl and this girl and Ashley Madison. I had no idea what Ashley Madison was till the hack happened in 
episode nine or ten when uh, there was we we were there was actually a real Ashley Madison hack, and that's a website that people cheat on their spouses with. I believe is that true? I believe so. Okay, so then I realized Ashley Madison was not just a girl; it was a website, <laughs> and Sam had kind of predicted that uh, months in advance. So. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy how that happens. Um, in terms of uh, sort of internet safety and hygiene, what should we be doing that we're not doing? What are you not doing? Okay, um, I don't know who has... On your website, you can do like a two-step verification. Have you heard of this? So uh, every time you check in, log into your, not every time, but every once in a while when you log into your email, you can have a code sent to your phone that obviously only you will get because you have your phone and you type that in as you access your internet account or your uh, email account. So um, you can kind of rest a little bit easier knowing that, uh, that that helps to a certain degree. Obviously changing passwords not using, you know, password as your password is pretty good. Um, I change my email address quite often, so I think that helps. And this sounds cheesy, but covering up the, the camera on the lens on your computer and cause people can see through that. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg does it. There was a photo of Mark Zuckerberg that came out and he had a piece of tape over, his cam over the camera on his oh, monitor. Oh, he did? Yeah. yeah. And, and he got hacked, right? Did he? He did. Mark Zuckerberg got I thought hacked. he was all about sharing everything. That's what... Apparently he shared his password. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this irony that, like, this show is all about, you know, privacy. Uh, I mean, it's not all about privacy, but it certainly makes me paranoid about my own privacy. And at the same time, it's made you this very public figure. Um, what's it like for you, like, just being out in the world? Like, how, how has your life changed? Uh... It's changed quite a bit. I mean, it's changed a lot. I mean, people have gone from, like, screaming out, I, Robot, in the street, to, to Mr. Robot, to Elliot, to, like, Remy, now to Rami. So <laughs> people actually know my name now. They're honing in on you. Yeah, they're <laughs> figuring out who the guy is that plays Elliot. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, the, the, uh, the campaign for this show is nuts. I mean, the, yeah. They've gone to great lengths to promote this show, and obviously they've done a great job. Thank you all for watching, and good. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but thank you. And you know, my 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 face is everywhere, and that's been a little nuts. This, you know, it was everywhere on billboards and buses last year, and I went to them. And I'm like, you guys can use like the mask or something this year uh, <laughs> right. for all the publicity. <laughs> um, but it's been great. I mean, uh, for my world. Uh, uh, to, actors only dream of having a character to play like this. It's like it's like the Joker in the deck, you know, and it it only comes around every once in a while. So it's like it's an honor to to play Elliot and to have this, you know, the fan appreciation that we do is it's you know beyond anything I ever expected. Uh, I have, I have and I'm famous now because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that's what's funny about it people still I still walk down the street undetected right um, I have one more question before we that's it but well yes that's it before we go to Q&A oh, oh great yes um, uh, I, I went on uh, Twitter which I'm sure you'd never use right 
I do have a Twitter account. I don't. I've never been on Facebook, and I've never. I did have an Instagram account for a couple days, and I took a bunch of selfies on it, like at at the Golden Globes. And I'm like, what am I doing? Who am I? That's not me. But then I tweet every once in a while. Oh, right. So what are you going to do? What, what happened? Are you gonna do? Anyway, Twitter? I went on Twitter, and because mostly I wanted to show off about how I was going to be interviewing you, I said, so excited to interview Rami Malek tonight. Anybody have any questions? And to my surprise, some people did, and I'm going to ask you one of them to right now. Surprise. To your surprise. Not because of you. <laughs> because of my followers who uh, okay, are, you know, yeah. like all eight of them. Um, and uh, yes, it's very He's sad. I know. No. Um, anyway, and Dodai Stewart, I mentioned her by name because her question was uh, tripartite. Uh, the first was, what is your dream role? The second one is, would you do a romantic comedy? The third question was, in all caps, marry me? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Oh. I'm not getting married anytime soon, so I have to. I have How about the first? How about the first? Um. The first, what was the first question? Again? Dream role. Dream you know. role. Yeah. Uh, look, I'm kind of playing a dream role. So I got to say, anything like this, it's like I said, any, any type of kind of joker in the deck. And you know what those roles are. You know, it's literally like a Heath Ledger playing the joker. That'd be a dream role, right? Anything where you get to do audacious stuff and, and still kind of find some sympathy for the character and, and, you know, when people can relate to a character like Elliot that uh, can be so polarizing and do some pretty manipulative stuff and still you, you feel for him, I mean, that's, that's pretty special. So what else? I don't know. What would you guys like to see me do? A rom-com? I don't think so. <laughs> I guess it depends Rami on who the, the... A rom-com? Sorry, that's... <laughs> okay. <laughs> um... Yeah, it depends on who the leading lady is, I guess, right? There's still hope, don't I? Maybe, maybe it'll be her. Hi, my name is Christian, and um, I've been a fan of yours since the Pacific. And um, I just want to say your growth as an actor has been such an inspiration to me because I study film, and it's so, so extraordinary to see I used how to much suck, right? <laughs> no, no, you were great. You were great. And, oh, thank um, you. I'm just, I feel so proud for you because this role is so big, and I'm just, I'm just, I just want to say that because I'm really happy for you. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you very much, Christian. Uh, yeah, I love that role. That was another joker. So I'm just waiting on the next one. I think we might have one next year. I'll keep you guys posted, but some good stuff in the works. This Elliot gig has opened up a lot of opportunities for me. What would you advise to a young actor in New York City when it comes to classes? Or is there any specific program that you think, you know, kind of really helps you with character acting or specific roles to get that Heath Ledger, to get that Joker in the deck? Yeah, man. Uh, it's a tough question because, you know, I know so many actors that are working and not working. You know, a lot of my friends, you know, we've got, grown up and, and there were times when everybody's, you know, struggling. It's, it's really tough. And... One, I think, you know, your heart just has to be in it all the way because otherwise it's, it's uh, the rejection can be pretty tough, as you know. I mean, sometimes there were moments where it's like, what am I doing? Like, this is just self-inflicted pain. <laughs> um, but, you know, classes weren't always my thing. I took classes and at times they, 
I don't know that they did me any good because I would watch other actors do better than myself and I was like, oh man, I'm never going to be as good as they are. So uh, I don't know how I figured it out, but I just, you know, there are a couple great acting coaches that I worked with and I, w we, I would just get like some personal attention and figure out really what I was doing wrong and right. And I think that's how I learned rather than just watching people. I just kind of figured out what my problems were and what my struggles were and where I was excelling. Yeah. And that helped me more than anything. But there are other people who like, you know, classes, it's funny that you, th you think you'd go to school or, or take classes for acting, but it can help. And it can also, you know, hinder you. But whatever makes you feel more confident in what you're doing, do that. Okay, thank you. You got it. Um, I was wondering if you could play any other character, male or female, on the show, who would you play? Male or female? I'll go with male and female. White Rose is a pretty great character. Uh, that's good, but I got to say, Carly's role as... No, maybe that's too... Por Carly, Carly and Portia this year, who play Darlene and Angela... This season, you will see their roles just kind of skyrocket in what they're asked to do. Um, you know, they were kind of limited last year in, in, in what they had on, on their plates, and they're two terrific actors. And when you get to see uh, how Sam has implemented them in this story, you're going to be pretty fascinated. I mean, they give me a run for my money. I'm not kidding. I'm jealous and nervous. I should go work. <laughs> what is the last movie or show or play or what have you other than Mr. Robot that really spoke to you or excited you? Despicable Me was always a lot of fun. I really could get inspired by a cartoon. I'm not kidding. Right? I mean, the way they're making these cartoon animated movies is phenomenal these days. What was it, Inside Out? Did you see that? That I saw, yeah. Okay. I mean, that Christian Slater cried through the whole movie. <laughs> I'm not kidding, and he's not ashamed to say it. Hello, my name is George. Um, how important do you feel that this show takes place in New York City, and would it be any different if it was anywhere else? Yeah, you know, there was talk about this show shooting in Toronto, and Sam and I, I was like, no, we can't. I didn't sign up for that. <laughs> I mean, as much as I love that city, it's not where this show was meant to be. So I, I think we lost a few episodes on our budget in the first season in order to shoot here in New York. Wow. Yeah. And remember all those really cool uh, kind of tracking shots in the pilot where you just see him walking through the city? It just really grounds him. And you see, like, you see kind of how insurmountable it can be that this world he lives in. And you get this... You get this, you know, this idea of him being, you know, the cog in the wheel. It's just, he, he's so small trying to survive in this concrete jungle. And, you know, nothing, is, we shoot outside here often because there's a great shot of the Freedom Tower from almost any one of these little streets. And, you know, you can't, you, you have the juxtaposition of, the, you know, this, <laughs> this minute human being with a hood on with the backdrop of the Freedom, Freedom Tower and, you know, other iconic buildings. And it, it just dwarfs him. So you, you really get a sense of how difficult uh, 
his cause is and how resolute you'd have to be to achieve something here. So do you guys, most of you live here or visiting? New York can be tough. And uh, yeah, but you're not going to, you can't, I mean, they try to recreate this ba uh, city on every, you know, back lot in Hollywood and it's just, it's never quite the same. You would be, yeah, an art director would be putting together, they'd need a massive budget to, to create, you know, some of the things you see here. So it, it is, I mean, we'd say it's like a, as important a character as, as Elliot or Mr. Robot or anyone else on the show. Love shooting in this city. This is my favorite place to shoot, by the way. What do you find to be the most problematic thing about being a person of color in the industry? And have, what are some of the problems that you've run into, into this industry being a person of color? You know, when I started out acting, I think people would be like, wait, is, he's, he's too ethnic. I'm like, really? And then sometimes, you know, it's like he's not ethnic enough. And, you know, I, I'm, I come from an Egyptian background, mostly. And, uh, you know, there were roles that were kind of just terrorists that for a while that were sent to me that I had to tell my agent, like, no more of that. I did that once. And I actually liked that character because he was he had like a just cause to a certain degree. But or I could justify it. But. I don't know. It's really hard. It's it's great. Like I, I, at a lot of events, I run into, you know, actors like uh, Aziz Ansari and Keegan Michael Key, and to see like, you know, the spectrum of color uh, that has uh, has you know, it, it's it's widened quite a bit, and uh, and that's really I, I appreciate that. I mean, I I never thought like that, and a young iconic heroic role you know character like Elliot would ever be played by any anyone who wasn't uh, you know a, a good looking white guy in his you know mid 20s or early 20s and that's possible today I mean when I auditioned for the role I was like there's no way that they're gonna give this to me I'm like the token guy that they threw into the ring to be like yeah well we gave you this option you just didn't take it <laughs> um, so it's nice to see that. And I think like by, by the success that I'm having on this show, I hope it will open, uh, you know, the, broaden that opportunity for other actors to be given those opportunities as well. And I appreciate whoever's come before me that has allowed me to have this opportunity. Uh, Robbie, thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you guys. For coming that was, out. was awesome. Really great. Thank you so much.